Hey, this is Mabel Munyamani and this is Living the Gift Out Loud podcast. This is a show designed for women who want to find long-lasting confidence for themselves in their business and for their family. I help women find the courage to own their strengths and uniqueness, walk and live out their best lives without compromising, compromising their values, their passions, or their strengths. In this show, I'll give you the very best of life, family, and business advice, and I'll be bringing you special guests to help me bring this message home and keep things real. By the way, I'll also be giving you a refreshing sprinkle of my faith. Glad you're here. Enjoy the ride. Let's go. So I'm glad to have you here today. And I thought today would be a good time just to talk about mums having it all. You know the famous saying, um, having it all. Um, and I've probably grown up in a society where it's often questioned or debated or challenged that mums cannot have it all. So today I just want to debunk that statement. And for me, it starts from right at the beginning. What does having it all mean? What's your definition of having it all? I think that's where the interpretation or the judgment or the confusion or the expectations of others or maybe yourself starts or comes from. So I just want to maybe uh, put it out there and say, you know what, when people say moms cannot have it all, you have to pick one. For me, it's who is saying that and who sets the standard of what moms can do. Who gives the permission to what moms can and cannot do? And then who sets the grounds on when to do what you want to do or how you can do it? So before you follow a trend or a tradition or a culture or a paradigm that tells you that you cannot have it all, or how dare you have it all? Maybe question and start asking yourself, what do you want as a mom? And what is the definition of having it all for yourself? What does that really mean? I guess to bring this concept right down is maybe to talk about my definition of having it all. And maybe perhaps mine has sort of evolved as I have gone through my mothering journey and as I have evolved as a woman on my own probably before I had kids when I used to have here the conversation having it all for me it meant going to work it meant having a nine-to-five job it meant um, me working outside the home it meant me taking my kids to daycare if they're little and then taking them to primary school. So I'll be rushing in the morning to drop them off at school, and then I'll rush back to work. And then some point in time, at the end of the day, I'll go pick them up and go back home and then go to bed, and the cycle starts again the next day. I would have my husband there who does similar things, similar role, like the 9-to-5 job. He would chip in where he can. When he's off work, he will pick up the kids. We advise first, picks up the kids, we get home, we have dinner, and we go to bed. And the cycle starts again the next day. 
Somewhere there in the line would have an, a vacation, maybe once, twice a year if we can. We'll travel the world, go somewhere, you know, lovely, somewhere we'd like to go as a family or a kid-friendly holiday for the kids like Disneyland and Disney World and stuff like that. It would involve visiting grandparents or our extended families, uncles, aunties, grandpas, etc., etc. We would have two cars. We would have a big house. We would have a pool. We would have an, an okay lifestyle. This was my definition of having it all. So when I had my own children, when I had my first son, let's say, I thought I would follow this pattern. So initially, I was working. I enrolled into a nine-to-five type of job as a nurse. I took him to daycare. I would rush out, go pick him up. Um, just about just after three thirty, I'd make it on time. Just about make it on time, and then I would take him and then go home, and the cycle starts again the next day. I think we did this for a couple of years, and then realized that this is not what I wanted. I was not having it all, so instead I decided to cut my hours. I went into part time hours. As I did this. It seemed to work for a while, but we had less money, so we were less financially fit for, to fit everything else we wanted to do. So this wasn't working. Fast track, I had my second child. I was trying to fit in the same thing again, you know, work between. So this time I'd worked it out to, to be finishing at 2.30, so I could just get to school, pick up my older son, and then just drive down to the nursery I'd picked close by close to the school, pick up my son in daycare, and went home. Somewhere along the line, we realized I was not having it all. So what did I decide to do afterwards? After that, I think that's the time we decided to migrate to Australia. We were in the UK then, me and my husband. We decided to migrate to Australia. And when we got to Australia, my husband went straight to work. And I was home with the kids. So I was a stay-at-home mom. So I totally flipped and went to the other side where I was not working anymore. I was a stay-at-home mom with the kids. Was I having it all? I don't know. But what I enjoyed was being at home with my kids. During the day, we would have time to play, to have fun, to be silly. We would go to the park. I would have time to visit friends sometimes, would go shopping. And by the time my husband came home, food was ready for him. We had a perfect routine. I was not overburnt. I was not rushing to do anything else. And then we put the kids to bed and I would have the rest of the evening with my husband. This was different. I was not rushing as much as I was doing when I was at work. I was not... Uh, time conscious, like I was in, when I was at work, where I had to wake up, my alarm, do the school school run, go to work, come back, and I was just in a different time frame. I had I seemed to have all the time in the world. Sometimes when my kids took a nap, I took a nap. So I did this for maybe a year. I enjoyed it, 
But somewhere along the line, I began to get bored. My kids were getting older and I got a bit bored with the cleaning and the cooking and the kid conversation you have the whole day. And I started to anxiously wait for my husband to come back home. And when he came home, he's just ready to have his meal and go to bed because, you know, he's been at work the whole day. But he was coming home to a woman who was waiting anxiously to have adult conversation. So this was, I think this was frustrating him as, you know, to an extent. But that's all the adult conversation I needed because during the day all I had was baby talk, baby nappy, baby food, etc., etc. Nappies, Google Gaga, uh, mommy, mommy, uh, puke all over me. I'd actually been in pajamas the whole day. So to an extent, I liked it. I loved it. I know my kids were thriving because they were not in child care. They were with me the whole day, the whole time. They had proper food. They had proper sleeps. You know, we, they were their own schedule that worked perfectly. But I missed the human adult contact and conversation. So after that, I went back to work. That was the main, well, that was the drive to go back to work. But the other one was financially we needed to go back to work because we could not really um, be okay with the one salary that my husband was working. So I went to work. So my first job in the training was um, in Sydney. So that's a different state because we were in Melbourne then. So I had training where I had to go for the week. I flew to Sydney for the week and come back home during the weekend where I did everything else, tried to fit in family time, the kids, the laundry, the cooking, my downtime before I had to travel again on Monday morning to go back to Sydney. I knew this was temporary because obviously I was planning to work from home. That was the ideal uh, picture of this job. That's the reason why, you know, I attracted me to this job. It was going to be a work at home job. So I think I was in Sydney training for about four to six weeks. My kids went, uh, my younger one went to daycare for a month. My older one was in school. So my husband had to manage his school, um, the school run and work. And I know, I think we also had the help from a friend who my husband would drop my son off after three and then you'd go back to work. And then after work, you'd go pick him up, pick my other son at the daycare, and then they would go home. So after six weeks, I eventually finished my training and went back to Melbourne. And then I was working from home. This was, I don't know if I could say it was beautiful, but it was different. I loved being at home because I'd been away for six weeks and that was hard on me, hard on the family, hard on the boys, and especially hard on my husband. So working from home worked well. I think, I don't remember what shifts I did then. I think I did everything. I used to do earlies, like seven to three, two to 10. Um, but I was in the office, in my, in my, you know, in the office taking calls. Um, I was mental health triaging then. It worked well. My kids were similarly old enough to know that, you know, mom's on the, is on, in the office working so they wouldn't come in. When I'm on the fo- off the phone, they would come in or I could go out and we could have a chat. When my phone rings, I'll go back to the office. So this, is, this worked for a while. It was beautiful. I was making money. I was at home with the kids. So I sort of had the world, maybe both sides of the world, I could work and I could look after the kids. So my old younger one, I put him out of daycare because I could afford to be home with him because I was working and he could stay around, mess about in the house whilst I was working in the office. So that, that worked for a while. So was I having it all then? Hmm, I don't know. 
but it certainly worked. Um, like I said, it had the balance. I was working, so I was making money. I was working from home, so the kids did not need to go outside of care from us, especially my younger one. He didn't need to go to daycare. My older one was in school, so he'd go to school. I would take him, I would drop him off, and I would pick him up. Eventually, this started frustrating us again because during the day, my kids started doing more during the day, so my hours didn't work. So I changed to night shift. Well, night shift, I mean, yeah, it was night shift, where I worked from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. It worked well because I'd spend time with the kids the whole day. I would take them to the activities because my son started playing tennis then. So I needed to be around to drive him around to his tennis lessons, to his other activities. They were doing swimming, you know, et cetera, everything, the activities that the kids start taking up. So did this work out? It did because I could do things during the day with the kids. And then in the evening, I'd give them dinner. I'd put them to bed. And then at 11 o'clock, I'd start work. Was I having it all? Hmm, it was working because I was able to take care of the kids during the day and then start working the evening. However, finishing at 7 a.m. in the morning and then starting again to take the kids to the activities, cooking, breakfast, taking them to school was exhausting. Remember, I had my younger one, so he didn't really go to daycare. So during the day, I tried to fit in my sleep in there and stuff. After months or maybe a year or so, I started getting really tired because I was not getting a full night's sleep. I was not getting a day's sleep either because I was busy with the kids. The traveling and asking for time off at work to travel around with my kids became too difficult. At that same time, my job role changed. I, I was trained as a mental health nurse. And initially, when I signed up for the job, I was doing mental health triage, which I absolutely loved because I was doing what I was trained to do. The job role um, evolved and were more were now required to be counselors as well, as well, which I quickly learned that I was not a counselor. I did not enjoy this new role. So pretty quickly, I got burnt out. I thought I needed to leave. I had a conversation with my husband that this was not working for me. Pretty much around the time, that's when we tried to have another baby, I think, somewhere along the line there. Um, I miscarried, took some time off work um, to recover from that. I think I took maybe four weeks, I think, um, just to recover from that miscarriage because I realized it took a toll out of me more than I thought it did. After four, six weeks, whatever time I took out, I came back into work. And the moment I got back, I realized I did not want to be there. Everything I wanted or enjoyed before the miscarriage, before leaving work, um, after the miscarriage, I just knew I didn't want to continue like this anymore. Do I blame the work for my miscarriage? I don't know. It's something we will explore another time in the in, in our podcast. But somewhere along the line, remember I told you that um I didn't I was burnt out pretty much just before the miscarriage. But then when I came back after that, I did a week or two, maybe a month, and realized I didn't want to be there. I couldn't work. I couldn't concentrate. 
and I couldn't he take any other problem to deal with. And the worst therapist, the worst counselor, the worst nurse to have is a burnt out nurse. I didn't want to be that type of nurse, to be a nurse who doesn't want to be there. Then I'd give bad advice, I'd do a bad job, I would not be a good listener to my clients. So I knew for the sake of the patients, of my clients, and for the sake of my own mentality, I had to leave. So I left. We had a conversation with my husband. He agreed. I knew that part of him was thing of the financial burden that was going to come, but I think he was more concerned about my mental state and as well as my um, physical health. I told him I had to leave for the sake of my sanity. I had to leave the job, and so I did. So I've not had a regular job since then. I think that's a good five years now I left um, my job. So when I come on here today and talk about moms having it all, my story has evolved from before the kids to how I had my first child and tried to fit everything in to when I had the second one to when we attempted to have a third one to where eventually I left my job. Um, Five years on, I had my third son and we are here now where I um, I'm living a different life. I have decided, or we and my husband, have decided to be an entrepreneur. What does that look like? I don't know. It looks like anything you want it to be. But all I knew is I had to have a lifestyle that fitted my values and my priorities. My values or our family's values, we put our kids first. We put our kids' future, our kids' schooling, and our kids, um, I guess, gifts in mind, and we design a life around them. So we've done that. So I homeschool the kids because the schooling uh, um, system didn't work for us for some time, but that's a story for another time. We'll get into details. But right now uh, we've been homeschooling my boys for uh, seven years, I would say now. And I'm not working anymore, you know, like a conventional, traditional job. Um, I have just published my book. It's just come out now, my Living the Gift Out Loud book. I have my coaching service, Intentional Living, where I help uh, parents and support them to raise um, human beings who know and appreciate and value their unique genius and know how to leverage it. This is based on my experience with what I've designed and created for my children. So when we talk about having it all, my definition is having it all should mean different things to different mothers. For a while for myself, having it all meant money. Then it meant family. Then it evolved my mental state. And then today, it means a whole combination of things. My definition of having it all is that my kids are happy. And by happy, I know that's pretty open. But when I say my kids are happy, I mean they are fulfilled. I mean they're able to pursue um, their ambitions. My children want, the boys want to be professional athletes. So we've designed a way or a lifestyle that they can pursue that. 
um, schooling-wise, we believe homeschooling is more suitable for them, so we homeschool the boys. That has given us certain um, freedoms to travel. We can be anywhere at any time with our children. They can attend or attend to their school. We've changed curriculums here and there, but this has suited us well. We feel they get the best of education outside the school. I'm happy uh, with the current way things are going. They're learning very much. They're learning well. They're growing within the education system, and it's working. Another definition for me, having it all, is me as a mom, I can pursue my own aspirations. Remember somewhere in the conversation I said when I was staying at home, just doing nothing, with, just not working really, just being with the kids, at a point I got frustrated with that. That was a bit boring for me. I'm a creator and I'm a thinker and I'm a teacher. So I had to find an outlet for these aspirations. So for me, having it all means taking care of me as well. I want to write. I want to teach. I want to coach. So I had to find a way to put this in, to my, including into my mothering role. I did mention that I've just got my book out, Living the Gift Out Loud. I have my coaching service, Intentional Living, and I teach people, mothers and their husbands and families likewise. This is pretty important to me because I feel it's my passion. I feel it's my calling. And that if I don't do it, if I don't fulfill it, one, I'm not doing justice to myself. I'm not doing justice to God who's given me these gifts. And I think I'll be pretty, I'll be hypocrite if I'm pursuing my children's gifts and talents and ignoring my own. So I'm pretty passionate about women and in their mothering roles. If you've been called to do something else on top of your mothering role, then that's okay. Because this is what I wanted to do. I had to find this balance. And maybe it took me this journey, years, even just moving from the UK to Australia. And then I'm in Spain right now as I'm um, talking on this podcast. It's taken me several years and several experiences to realize what type of person, what type of a woman, what type of a mom um, would I want to be? Who do I want to be? What type of lifestyle do I want to be? So why is this important to me as an introduction to my podcast? Because having it all, I believe no one should define it for you. If you're the mom who wants to stay at home with your kids right from the time you have the kids, right through to until they leave the nest, 18 or whatever it is, then that's okay because for you that's having it all. Don't let anybody else dictate what having it all is. Don't let anybody make you feel unworthy because you don't desire or you don't aspire to have a job, to have a career outside the house. You feel cold. You have a passion to stay with your kids at home and just do that. That's a job on its own because I do that. But then sometimes the world and the society tends to downplay stay-at-home moms that they need a real job. What do you do all day? You know what? You've got no idea if you ask that question because our barbers are very full-on, very busy. I have a toddler right now. He is so busy from the moment he wakes up until the time he goes to bed. He doesn't even realize it's bedtime. He's, he wants to keep going. So it is hard work fitting in all that. You know, when you go to work, you have tea breaks, you've got lunch breaks. 
But at home, the mama doesn't get that. She has to intentionally fit in her break within everything else she has to do. I respect stay-at-home moms because I know how hard it is. So if that's your definition of having it all, you know what? Be true to you. Do you. And don't let anybody talk you down. And now I'm going to talk to the mom who wants a career and be a mother at the same time. Don't let anybody else talk you down. Because why? You are wired for that. When you have when we have these desires in our hearts, these passions, that's how God is talking to you. He put those desires into you. So is it wrong to think that way? No, it is not. Follow your passion. Follow your desires. You want to have a career? You want to take time out? You want to take your kids to daycare and to school and to pick them up and go to work and have a career, have a corporate job? Go up the, you know, the ladder, be a CEO, be a manager, be an employee. That is fine because you know what? That's being true to you. If that's your definition of having it all, sister, that's you having it all. And for the mama, the, in, the mompreneur, the one who wants something a bit different, you want to balance having the kids and mothering the kids. You want to have something else outside the regular work. You're trying to create something. Maybe you're the author. Maybe you're the coach. Maybe you're the inventor. Maybe you are just being the creative one and you still don't know what that really looks like. And maybe you don't even have a title. I didn't have a title for a long time. I still don't think I have one. You know what? Do you. If that's your definition of having it all, pursue it. Don't let anybody else tell you. Don't even ask for permission because I waited for too long for permission because what I was pursuing didn't have a name because what I was pursuing, no one else was doing it because what I was pursuing didn't look clear at the beginning. It's starting to make headway. Now I can start to see the light in the tunnel now, maybe because the book is out, maybe because my coaching services, you know, is taking on ground now. But, but again, even when I fit in the boys and their aspirations and their traveling, they do. It gets a little muggy somewhere in there. It is so, so busy meeting the needs of the kids and meeting yours and being creative at the same time. But you know what? If that's your definition of having it all, that's what it means to you. So as we launch this podcast, this is what I'm talking about. This is what according to May means. It means moms being true to themselves, being true to the calling in your heart and in your you know, in your passion, your passions, what you desire to be, what you desire for your children, all those things are meant to be fulfilled. And the very fact that you can think it, you can feel it, you can have the vision for it is because you're capable of achieving it. And sometimes it is hard. Oh my gosh, it is so hard. Right now I'm in Spain. I have not seen my husband for a year. I've had my two, three boys um, on my own. We've been traveling between Netherlands, Germany, Spain, the UK, and now Spain again over the COVID time. I've had a toddler traveling all this time. I've written a book within all this time. I've been coaching. I've been creating my business. It's been hard. It's been challenging. But you know what? I don't think I could be doing anything else. So I'm just coming on here to encourage you as a mom, wherever you are at the moment, if you're at the beginning, just even just trying to have that baby, to have the second baby, the third baby, made you thinking, do I need to have another one? I took my time to think about that as well. 
But then I'm so glad that we pushed through and we had our third child. So I'm talking to that mother who's stuck somewhere, just trying to think, does it make sense what I'm dreaming, what I'm trying to create? It's okay. Just allow yourself to be you. Allow the journey. Allow yourself to evolve. Because like I said, that's the growth. That's the beauty of being a mother. We can do what we want to do, regardless of what the society says. So having it all means different things for different mothers. And that's okay to have your own definition of having it all. 